So, as you all head towards the town of Dockmore, the little village of Dockmore, it, it appears on the horizon as a fairly small village, very dense from what you can see. And you reflect on what you've encountered so far, leaving Mangaroot and the people you mm. met before you left, and the encounter you had with uh, almost deadly bandits and how you managed, just about managed to escape. And you, you've gained quite a lot of experience since you have left Mangaroot. Enough so that you've all uh, toughened up a little bit. Um, which is flavor text for you're all now level two. Yay. So if you go, first things first, if you go to your character sheets and boost your level to level two. Yeah, sure. So you're all level two now. Your proficiency yeah. bonus stays the same. Mm -hmm. That hasn't changed. However, you each gain one hit die. So on the bit that says hit die, put both numbers up to two. Wow. Then as you can you then need to roll one of the hit die of your type so reginald would roll a d12 napo would roll a 10 and um mariel would roll an eight so you all roll one of them got so three. we've got got an three. So, so reggie got um eight so then what you do is you can take you take your constitution you take modifier that seems like fun <laughs> so reginald uh, eight and your constitution modifier is plus two so that's ten so onto your max health and your current health, because you're at full health, you can add an extra 10. Wow! So there you um, go, you're up to so 24. I'm a so tank and a hero now. So, um, Napo, you, what did you roll? I got a 3. A 3. <laughs> and your uh, constitution is plus 2, so you get to add a 5 to your max health, so you're up That'd to 17. Same for me, then. And yes, you uh, your constitution is plus two, and you rolled a three as well, so an extra five for you, so you're up to 15. Perfect. We're a tanky party, hopefully. I oh, know. Hopefully, yeah, <laughs> let's, we shall see, really. Okay, because you have reached an even level, level two, you can all learn one additional spell. Ah. Oh, okay. Uh, I've thought about Yeah. Aha! <laughs> I know what spell I want. <laughs> So I need to go to your sheets, and so Reginald is going to take Fog Cloud. Did you say? Yeah, because I, I like the idea of um, I like the idea of being able to like throw down one of those magician's pellets, and then just smoke starts coming out of it, and we just run away. Yeah. <laughs> and what were your other two spells? Cure wounds and and Shield of Flame. Shield of Flame. Okay, so uh, Napo, do you know what extra spell you're going to go for? Yes, I would like to take Fireball, please. Ooh, good choice. I like that. I'm going for more tanky choice. spells, I think. Oh, not tanky. Uh, healer spells and, mm. and stuff like that. More battle mechanic things battle rather than attacking ones. And I'm yeah. going the other way. Yeah, and I... I think it's it's good to have a balance. Mm. Uh, Mario, okay. do you, what uh, would you like to? I'm going to add poison spray. Ooh, I think good. I need something slightly more offensive. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm looking at my spell sheet, and it's all like. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I've got a good like character going i'm more melee trained than and i well i feel like i feel like magic. after that last encounter i'm probably just a little bit more wary of the fact that i don't really like fighting and probably could mm. but i'm not going to be able to avoid that so i'm going to need to be better at it yeah. every time you get an extra spell you also gain one extra spell slot or mana Manner, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, where it says spell uh, spell slot, you can bump that up by plus one. Both those numbers, your max and your current, because you're the current max anyway. Okay, mm -hmm. so you are all feeling, as I say, a lot a bit stronger after the experiences you've had, and mm -hmm. um, a bit more likely to survive future events. So, as you continue that? down the path, um, the the town of Dockmore 
the little, well, it seems little, like a little village, but actually it's very hustly and bustly. People running around all over the place, taking things off boats, putting things on boats. There are people running around carrying huge packs of scrolls. There are a few market stalls that are unfortunately closed at the moment because it's, it's not market, market day at the moment. Mm. However, you do meet some traveling merchants who have just entered the town just a bit before you called Noel and Horatio. And mm. they, they sell you quite, they have quite a few things and they kind of, the way they speak is a bit weird. Like one of them will say something, the next one will carry it on and then the next one will carry it on. Sort of a bit, a bit like they're a weird pair, sort of. Yeah. Mm. So um, they begin talking to you, they're like, ah, travelers, hello, welcome. We are the traveling merchants Noel and Horatio. We have many, many fine wares to sell you. Please take a look at our cart. They have one of those carts that's a bit like a stall that you can literally just pick up and wheel away. So it's hot always do- set hot up. dog cart. Yeah, it's always <laughs> set up and ready to go. And uh, you take a look, and they've got. I list. I list the stuff they've got, and then if you want to know the price, you can just ask them. Mm-hmm. And um, so they've got some medium armor, a shield, rapier, a net, crowbar, a little bag of sand, some antitoxin, some crossbow bolts, some arrows some provisions, just some nice, a nice bag of food, basically. An interesting ancient map, an attuned mandrake, um, a one-time used teleport spell scroll, Ooh. a first aid pack, and a slingshot plus ten small rocks. So you look at you see all stuff. two things. First of all, the hmm. mandrake. What does that do? Ah, the, the man picks up the mandrake, and you can see it's got like almost like a little mini balaclava tied around its mouth, so it doesn't scream. <laughs> Or yeah. <laughs> he picks it up. It's like a. It was. A, you've. You might have seen one before. Um. But they're. They're like a, a root in the shape of a person. Quite. Yeah. Quite chubby looking almost, with little viney fingers and toes, and they've got a little sort of tuft of grass as their hair, and it's. It wriggles a little bit around, but it's fairly comfortable. He says the attuned mandrake. Well, depending on what the mandrakes are attuned for, they will scream and notify you to a certain thing that's nearby. Uh, okay. This one is attuned particularly to uh, scream whenever something dangerous or worrying towards you is nearby. So it will scream fairly loudly whenever something dangerous is within distance of you. That can be quite useful. Mm. It, I also, it, I'm also it, interested it in cost the ten gold. That's, the mandrake. that's perfectly, that's perfectly quite reasonable. I could afford it, but but I'm also interested in the antitoxin. I'm entirely convinced about medicine. Gagging the an- the uh. antitoxin. <laughs> well, the antitoxin is very common. Uh, this vial here has only got a single dose. Um, although it is common, it is fairly expensive. This one racks up the price of twenty gold. Um, it will cure essentially Ooh, any poisonous inflictions you may have upon yourself caused by uh, poison rather than something like acid yeah. or uh, something similar to that. It doesn't cure magical, but it um, but it does cure any natural afflictions you may have. Say you accidentally ate a poisonous berry, or mm. maybe uh, someone shot you with a poisoned arrow tip. This will cure I that do. in an instant. Get I do like... Well, I do, but they're so expensive. Mm. Poison arrow. Well, all your money together does combine to share. So and um, oh, I forgot to add any of the money you've been picking up so far. So how much money does uh, Mario have? Uh, fifteen. Fifteen and Napo. Thirteen. Thirteen and Reginald. Twenty-five. Thank you to the lovely guard that handed me a, a okay. coin purse for the ten. So between the two, between all three of you, you've got a decent bit of money. Hmm. Um. So yeah, was Ooh. is there anything here you would like to get? How the much ancient... are the arrows? The quiver of arrows, uh, there's ten of them, ten gold, so one arrow a pop, Ooh. all for one. I'm, um, I, do you think we could go a bit lower than ten? 
you would have to roll. You would have to give me a d20 for persuasion. So your persuasion is uh, uh, minus one. But depends well, on the roll. Well, this is going to go well. Sixteen. <laughs> so fifteen. That's not too bad. That's pretty good. Actually. Okay. The two the two men smile at you and they say, "For you weary adventurers, I think we can give you the arrows for a mere five gold for all ten. Wow. I will. I wow. think I'll take that. And yeah, that's excellent. So, how um, much for the teleport scroll? We could always the use teleport the scroll. Yeah. The teleport scroll, one-time use, would mm. cost twenty gold. But I'll tell you what: mm. if you buy the teleport scroll for twenty gold, I'll throw in this ancient, dusty old map of who knows what for in for free. So uh, can we see the map first? Oh, you, yes. you. I mean, they say buy it by all means, and you open the map and. To be honest, you can't tell what it is. It's just a map with. It looks like one of those uh, puzzles that you get on the um, on the back of a cereal box. It's got some lines that you assume you know, one. There might be an entrance reckon, and an exit. But do you know who I reckon might know about this? Well, two people actually. First yeah. of all, Oink Puff Ding might Oink have some Ding. Uh, word, knowledge but... about this. Well, and also the half elf witch lady to the south of Mangaroo. Do I know anything about it? Yet. I am a historian. That is you can also give me true. Three check if you like, um, which you are plus three on. Is that a, what's the what, what, yeah, roll? Roll a d20 and add plus three. That's uh, ah shit. Plus three. Uh, nine. <laughs> you you can tell that it's a very old map, and you can, you tell, can tell that it's a map. <laughs> for some kind of, it's not like a map of a city or anything like that. It's a, clearly a map of a maze, an ancient maze. But what maze you do not know. And neither do uh, the two fellas in front of you, unfortunately. I say we pull together and take it because mm. we could always yeah. use another teleportation spell. Yeah. And so it, it's a map, like yeah. we're going to come across. So something. first of all, Mariel, you bought ten arrows, right? Yep. So I'm down to back down to I got down to five, so I'm back down to ten and gold right didn't now. Didn't you shoot an arrow an arrow in the last fight? Didn't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So change your arrows. So your arrows will now be twenty nine in 29, total. Twenty nine. Yeah. No. Yeah. Twenty nine. Yeah. And then did did, Nap did Napo really buy the? So are you buying the ancient map along with the teleport scrollers one for twenty gold? Well, I don't have twenty gold to cover the cost. Uh, that's why we split it, right? Yeah, but say if I offer my split. light hammer up as part of the deal, how much your would that knock hammer? off? Mm. Ooh, they, they they look at the hammer and they both inspect it and they look at each other almost as if they're talking with their mind to each <laughs> other, which is a bit weird. I wonder what they're And doing. then they look back at it. They look back at it and they both smile and they go, uh, for the hammer, we'll take it with, along with only 15 gold. Come on, you could do a bit better. Maybe 13. How about this? What's going on? 13 for the teleport scroll with the hammer. They look at each other and they say, light hammers these days are only worth about two gold ish. 15 is a very good look, deal. Are you dissing my craftsmanship? This I made this. No, hammer. no, not, not at all, sir. Not at all. Uh, why don't you roll a persuasion roll? For okay. You've got plus four, so this could go well anyway. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. So they say they look at each other and they smile and they go for the. Uh, how about the teleport scroll and the ancient map, and in return you pay us fourteen gold and the light hammer. I'm gonna go, oh, okay. uh, Reginald. I need like one more gold. Um. <laughs> uh, I give it to you. Okay. Okay. And yeah. so so Napo, your remove if you I'll remove your light hammer now. Yep. I'll remove one gold from myself because I flip a coin towards yep. Napo. <laughs> oh, Napo now has unfortunately Toss no a coin gold. to your blacksmith, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, you can add to your equipment the um, 
single-use teleport scroll and the ancient map. Mm-hmm. I um, I pick up the mandrake right hair and kind of peer into its eyes as it squirms around in my in my arms, and I I express my interest in it and I ask how much it was. I think you told me already, but ah, oh, the mandrake they say. Yes. For for you. Only eight gold. Oh, I. Oh, do you know what? You guys have been so generous to my friends. I'm not even going to haggle. You take my eight gold, and I will take this, this disgusting creature off your hands. Excellent. Eight gold Excellent. is a rather good deal for a mandrake, actually. I'm yeah. curious to know where you acquired it, given you're happy to sell it for a price like that. Oh, the the, the mandrakes you can you can buy them at any decent decent uh, magic magic goods store. Well, you used to be able to. Uh, they are very hard to grow these days well, with the magical disturbances that everyone's talking about. It's very hard to not only grow the mandrakes, but also to harvest and attune them. This was one of the few we managed to pick up in a village far, far from here in our travels. And uh, now you are the proud owner of an attuned mandrake. The druid in the uh, royal gardens used to grow their own little personal collection. They're annoying little bastards, but... They can be very tricksy, yes. Okay, well, sensing that you're done, Nolan and Horatio roll the drapes back down over their um, little truck thing and begin to wheel it off. And they, again, both simultaneously say to you, good luck on your travels, fellow heroes, and may manga root prevail. And they roll it off down the street, further down into into the town of uh, Dockmore, where you are now. I'm so, not sure about those two. There's something that seemed odd. They do look a bit shady. It's sort mm. of like a flim and flam situation, but... Uh... Who knows? I'm pretty sure I heard that village was having some issues with bandits recently. Well, they they <laughs> they, they, they will well off bandits if they are. Pass they were quite finely dressed. But speaking of that, as you enter the town, as I say, it's hustly and bustly. People running around. You see some people running around holding, like sort of uh, blueprints and, and scrolls in big boxes, like they've got to go somewhere in a hurry. And they all seem to be going in a similar direction. And then you also see, fairly close to you on the path, two men dressed very smartly with monocles, uh, murmuring in sort of hushed whispers to each other. And one of them sees you enter and clearly noticing that you are not from around here and also don't really know where you're meant to be going. He figures out that you must be the people that Mangaroot's leaders have sent. Mm. So he approaches you and he says, ah, Good day. You must be the heroes from Mangaroon I've heard so much about. Here to Goodbye, learn, learn of the disturbances of the giants, I presume? You have a very good eye, sir. Well, he says, it, it is certainly something we're all very worried about. Before I go in for my hearing, what what would you like to know? Oh, see, we haven't discussed this. What do we want no. to know? Um, what do we want to know? We could discuss the validity of the facts that we found from the library. Hmm. Well, we could ask. Yeah. We could that's, we could yeah. discuss what in particular is so distressing about the giants. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know more. I, I think I'd like to know more about what's going on with the giants. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you may hopefully know, the giants are beasts of. They are not very intelligent. They simply graze around their islands, the main island and the four smaller islands. Uh, as the Thorlaf goes, they have a complex migration pattern from the major island to the smaller islands and then back again. Mm. These giants live for centuries years old, uh, centuries, and they have been doing this little ritual of migration, migrating for a long time now. It's very, very well known. Us here at Dockmore, through our massive array of complex telescopes, have been studying them for years, and we've basically learned everything there is to know. Apart from what controls their migration patterns. Yeah. We assume it's some sort of magical sort of energy field, uh, a, a magical electromagnetic energy field around the islands, much like how uh, birds flock and migrate using 
Isidore's magnetic fields. So, however, however, five days ago, we noticed through our telescopes a disturbance. There was a fairly sizable explosion, like a detonation of some form of bomb, okay. if you will, at the cent in the in the center island, fairly central to the center island, actually. And whether it was the explosion itself or something else, seemed to cause the giants to change their migration patterns, and they are currently all progressing towards the eastmost island. Which, as they are west, they as they move east, they come towards us, mm. and. Uh, as I'm sure the leaders have told you, if the giants cross the ocean and reach the mainland, they will trample everything in their path without a second thought for their lack of intelligence and their lack of care. Of Can the we get over things. to the island? Hmm. I was I'm thinking sure if that. You, I'm sure if you head to the docks, there will be uh, a few we, boats. We do have two teleportation scrolls now. <laughs> we can like teleport there and back again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel I feel with the current magical disturbances that we have been having across all of Easterdor, trying to use a teleportation scroll over there would be unwise, mainly oh, because yeah, uh, some of our instrumentations, although they are not close enough to the islands to detect anything with a large degree of certainty, they have detected that whatever the detonation was in the center island was of mar magical origin okay. and may be related to the magical disturbances. However, some people so. some people in this village are more concerned with other things and he kind of like rolls his eyes and sort of seems a bit annoyed. Mm. He says, uh, more concerned with other things that I would say is a lot less pressing than the giants. What are, what are they supposed to do about it? That's true. There's only so much oh, they can do says, about magic giant explosions. You can't blame them for wanting yeah, to he, try he says, and go on as normal where they can. Oh yes, I agree studying the giants is very important. However, if you ask a few of the scientific humans around here what, what their concern is, they'll tell you that they are more concerned about the dwarfs, apparently. I don't have a clue what they're going on about. The dwarfs do not seem of any importance to me. <laughs> Napo, um, you... Yes. Uh, actually, no, uh, no, you haven't seen anything dwarven, so your negative ability won't come into effect here. Okay. If anyone asks why Chris doesn't um, like dwarves, you can uh, can you please say we just don't okay. see eye to eye? Oh uh, yes, that is that's true. Please say that. <laughs> we just don't. That's the fact, so, I am a short man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just about. I am annoyed so, by dwarves because they're actually a little taller than me. So the um, the telescope nerd guy says to you, um, if you if you want to know for some reason about the uh, what the the uh, rumours regarding the dwarves, there there will be someone on the way to the docks that will I'm sure will be happy to tell you. But if I were you, I'd be more concerned about finding a boat and getting to this getting to the island to hmm. see what is occurring with these giants. Well, dear dear sir, I propose to you a question. So you yes. say um, these things may be caused by some sort of uh, explosion magical. of magical yes. nature. We yes, recently indeed. learnt of these artefacts called the traumatised pineapples that seem to give off their own sort of magical force field. What do you know about these? He rolls his eyes. Oh, these legends and rumours. I'm a man of science and fact, and unless you can show me evidence of traumatised pineapples as you speak, I will stick to my readings of the electromagnetic fields and I will swear to the science of my books rather than some rumours that people have been passing around in libraries and they false facts. They are not simply rumours. Historians have been parts. researching these things for many years. I would think it's a little arrogant of you to brush them off simply as rumours, sir. Yes, well, if you wish to know more about these traumatised pineapples, of which there is no evidence, as I say, if you find one of the, what I call, 
theoretical nerds of uh, on the way to the docks, I'm sure they'll be happy to indulge you of all their non-provable mathematics. Okay, I respect then, your your decision and your. He, he then he then I, um, just sort of see, brushes you I off. I seethe and... quietly. <laughs> <laughs> He says, now, en enough of this. I, I must go. I have a very important lecture to get to. Um, I, I assume you will be heading to the docks. Best best wishes and, and all. Goodbye. And Thank he you, Kanta. scurries off to, in the direction that most, quite a few other people are heading as well. So I would. So, so it's safe to assume that we can't really discuss the validity of the library's claims with this guy. <laughs> no. Mm. no this, he, did, he did mention the more theoretical this guy is... types. Yeah, yeah, there are. So on on the whole of Mokdor is very much a scientific community. They, although they have a lot of boats coming in and out, there a lot of scientists live here, and they use a large, complicated telescope arrays to mainly study the giants, but also they sometimes use instruments to measure the um, magic ability in the air and stuff as well. And okay. This guy that you've just spoken to was obviously there are a lot of uh, what they call nerds in the area of uh, Dockmore, but this guy was clearly one of the ones that base only goes off of hard evidence. But there are mm. some more uh, nerds that go off sort of uh, things that haven't yet been proven. So I guess are you going to head towards the dock? I believe so. I, believe I think so, yeah. I think he he scarped off before he mentioned whereabouts we could find these theoretical nodes. Um, well, he he said on the way to the docks you'll probably okay, that's, that's cool. probably run past at least someone. So I guess on I guess on the way there you can ask a few of the nerds that you see that aren't hurrying to the lecture if they know of anything. Yes, I suppose. You grab a you every now and then you ask someone if them um, if if they know the theoretical sciences and some of them tut at you and continue on their way and a couple of them one of them eventually does say oh yes i, I know i know much about the uh, the theoretical science not as much as some of my friends but but i am well acquainted with the ideas why, why is that why is why do you ask we'd like to know why? about the traumatized pineapples sir yeah see we, yeah. we learned a few um things about these these artifacts that people you know they say they do they don't they, they don't exist they do exist it's it's up in the air right oh, I, learned... I expect they exist indeed i mean Although the readings may not be able to show it yet, I, I doubt it would be long before we find evidence. I mean, me and my team are, are working hard to try and see if there are any more traumatized pineapples in existence. Obviously, the original ten were around many, many hundreds of fallouts ago. So but far, uh, yeah. but or, I, although people don't think they exist, me and my peers, we expect there is at least a few. Otherwise, if they weren't, the world would fall into chaos. I mean, the, the traumatized pineapples keep the balance and order of the entire realm. Without them, chaos would fall over the entirety yeah. of Easterdor. Well, it's very reassuring to kind of have some sort of affirmation that they exist. I mean, we're, we're on a quest to go and find one of them ourselves. Um, oh. And we went to our library in Mangaroot was the place. Yes. We, we learnt, uh, it's it's not that well versed in these this uh, this topic, so a lot of the books, you know, they repeat facts and some of them we're not too, uh, we're not too sure on the validity of them. We, we the libraries to... of Mangaroot are, are full of as many true facts as they have got. They have also got an equal number of rumours. Exactly, yeah. It has made it's it very hard for us. But... Yes, it has made it very hard for us theoretic, uh, theoretical nerds to uh, actually get any traction on our ideas for they're always Tusty. dismissed as rumours. So annoying. Well, we just wanted to run uh, a few facts past you and just we we just, we just wanted to run these by you and see whether whether you think they're true or not. Well, and he looks up at the sun. I, I suppose I have time uh, to quickly run through a few things with you, uh, as long as you okay. as long as you make it fairly quick. Of course, of course. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll make it quick then. How about, here's the first fact. Do we remember the first what the first fact, fact was? 
I, I wrote them down. <laughs> the first fact we learned was that they are able to share their power regardless of their distance. They oh, are yes. all linked together somehow. Of course, that's, that's that's what we suppose at the moment. That's one of our top theories. The uh, Every single traumatized pineapple in existence uh, shares their magical power equally and balances out. If one one if one falls somehow too low, it it gets refilled by the others and such. Wow, that's and, uh, and regardless sorry, of distance, they are essentially entangled, almost on a minute level. Okay, that's that's very interesting. And what about their supposed unlimited power that it could be harnessed by civilizations for years? To he time? he squints a bit. Oh, I'm not too sure on that. I mean, our studies so far show that the um, the if. You, if a traumatized pineapple was found in someone's possession, we we don't think you would be able to harness its magical power, as it is trapped in the complex crystal mm. matrix of the artifact itself. So I don't, I highly doubt you would be able to access its power. Although they are, as you say, extremely powerful. Okay. And the last, the last um, fact we learned was that the that one of them is located in the tallest ancient pyramid in the south obviously oh yes the rumors of the pyramid uh, it's all well and i mean for all, for all i know it could be in there it might not but i mean and unless you can figure out how to get into the pyramids which uh, who uh, i think maybe the elves know something about that of the dark wood as okay. some people have said but i for one have no clue of how to get into the pyramids whatsoever i've never ventured that far south to be quite honest Okay, thank you. Um, that, that, that's all we learned. I'd like to say that you were somewhat useful, but I'm not too sure. Um, okay. <laughs> you were... I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you for your services to our to our team, and we, I shake his hand and I make my way. Okay, well, thank you. Um, I guess good luck with your studies, and then he scurries off. So we, what we learn is he doesn't know anything because the, the, the them, no, 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 well, here's, here's what he said, that the fact that they share their power is supposedly it's certain, true. It's certainly no one of them is true, yeah. Um, hmm. The last one in the tallest ancient pyramid in the south was a rumor, so maybe, maybe not. And the unlimited power, he says he's not too sure. You'd be unable to harness it even though it is trapped inside of the pineapple. Yes. So yeah, even even maybe, the scientists maybe, don't know don't know even the theoretical scientists and don't know too much about the pineapples. Okay. As I say, they are so shrouded in mystery that even the top theoretical scientists can't uh, yeah. do not know much about them. As I say, I mean it's very hard to study something if you uh, don't have any contact with it whatsoever. Well, I, I feel like the the fact that it's still shrouded in mystery, even though we've talked to yeah. some people that might know about it, it kind of gives us more caution. It's like if we yeah. do come into contact with it, let's not let's not um, like throw it at anything in case it. Yeah. Like destroys the earth or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well I mean um you you also know that the other person that might know a bit about knowledge that you seek is the uh half elf south of Mangaroot. Yeah. And also the elves might know some stuff about the pyramids. After all they are the pyramids are south of the elves in the dark, dark wood. So the elves are closest to the pyramids. So the elves might know something about the pyramids yeah. and the half elf lady might also know something about the TPs, maybe even the elves as well. That's like, yeah, that's very true. Uh, I guess we yeah. could run those by her as well. And just before, just before he leaves, he also, um, he also says to you just before he goes. Oh, also, if you happen to come across the dwarves in your, um, in your travels, please do ask them uh, about their forge because me and some of my theoretical friends really do think they're keeping some sort of secret about that forge, and we would love to know what it is. Thank you. Okay. No worries. Gary's off. I'm putting some things together here. So, I'm not sure I like. you you head down to the dock, and once they there are, there are some boats coming in and out, but the ones that are, seem to be preparing to go out, possibly to the islands, there are three of which. 
So you approach the first boat. It's a small sailboat, and on there are three fairly buff-looking um, lady humans, and they're sailors. It's a very professional, very clean, almost brand-new-looking sailing boat. Mm. And um, you ask one of them whether whether you, they would take you, and they tell you that they are in fact going to the um, to the islands. Okay. And the lady that you are talking to is Beatrice Ship. She is the sort of the almost the leader, the second in command of this boat and the, the leader's too busy setting all the sails and stuff getting ready and she's like oh yes we're traveling to the uh, the docks we're gonna go and explore what's going on with those giants if you want to come with us be about oh, 20 gold pieces maybe okay why, why are you interested in the giants for chance oh we just want to go and have a look at what they're doing we're sailing that we're sailing past the islands anyway but it's very treacherous very treacherous waters but we're, we're really good at uh, sailing around them we're just going, going for a bit of a sail around the islands we do it every now and then just for fun but suppose we could disturbances the... in the migratory parts of the giants? Oh yes, yeah, of course, yeah. We're we're avoiding the uh, avoiding getting too close to the islands, okay. but for a little bit of, and then she rubs her fingers like a money symbol. For a little bit of uh, good old gold, I'm sure we'll drop you off on the island on our way. What I'm about not liking the idea of being paying for it, dropped yeah. off there without any way to get back? And then the lady you're talking to looks at you and she goes. You know what? You lot look like a good crew. I'll tell you what. If if you do if you do choose us to ferry you over there for twenty gold, I'll accompany you onto the island to see that you make it back in one piece. She gives you a little smile. Mm. So you um you say that you'll keep that in mind, and then you go to the next boat because something catches your eye. A couple boats along is a fairly larger boat with lots of like what looks like sort of um, slightly magical, slightly technical doodads sticking out of it and poking into the air like satellite dishes and things like that. And there are three scientists on board. You can't re- really tell whether they're theoretical or not. They do seem fairly theoretical in the fact that they're not at the seminar and they're also trying to measure loads of signals and stuff. And um, they're, they're fairly busy. One of them says, they, they tell you that they're going to get as close to the islands as they can and they're going to try okay. and pick up as many readings as they can and that they, they'll happily drop you off there for 15 gold but they will definitely not accompany you. And they said they might wait there for you to pick you back up again but... They might not. <laughs> but if, if you don't make it back in one... If you don't make it back or too soon and things get risky they'll have to leave you behind. And then, as you're talking to these scientists... An old, a, quite an old man um, approaches you. He goes, "Oi, looking to get to the islands? I'll take you there for cheaper than that, mate. Ten gold." And he gestures towards his boat, and it's a really tight, fairly small, creaky wooden, almost looks like surprising that it still floats fishing boat. And he gives you a little wink. He's like, "I'll take you there for ten gold. Get there, uh, get you there in one piece, and I'll bring you back in one piece." And he gives you a little wink. Ooh, and uh, yeah, feel. <laughs> I'm not liking many of these options, to be honest. Hmm. The problem is, I mean, how much gold do we have as a group I since we bought a load of stuff? I've got six yeah. so we do, have, we do have enough to pay. You have enough to get the buff mm. ladies' boat, or well, any of the boats, really. I mean, you, I mean you my, could my try intimidation and... rolls haven't been so lucrative yet. Yeah, you could try a persuasion could... roll on the buff ladies to try and see if they'll knock the price down a bit. I'll give well, that a go. Maybe, my, they'll yeah. more, maybe they'll be slightly more, maybe they'll be slightly more, um, slightly more open to, to listening to me. Yeah, I, I, yeah, for sure. I, I think yeah? if, yeah, because my, my best, well, one of my best skills is intimidation, so if I do persuasion, it won't be as good. But, yeah. Yes. 
I don't like the idea of intimidating the people we're trying to. Uh, one of mine is well, persuasion. Do, you, yeah. do, do one of you want to try and, and persuade? Plus, the shipment, shipment's probably a lot stronger than me, so. I should, I, I, should I try and persuade them? I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Christopher does have the better persuasion. He's got plus four, but then again, I don't know, maybe because they're three ladies and you're a lady. That's what I'm Who thinking. Knows? Well, is, yeah. is gender dynamics a thing in DD? I suppose we're about to find out. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> you're about to find out. I mean, it, there might be a reason that this crew is entirely made of free buff ladies but yeah. who knows so if you roll a d20 and then your go. persuasion is minus one so hopefully you roll high so you go back 18. and you yes. 18 so 17. Nice. Yes, 17 so you go back to beatrice and and mario you sort of step forward to talk to her and you say is there any way we can and you, what did you say i'm just wondering if you may we're all slightly low on cash right now we've just been in my opinion a little bit ripped off by the uh by some merchants i've Norman got Horatio my own issues yeah. there I, is it possible could you maybe do 15 five each she smiles uh, at you more than happy let me let me go talk to my boss and then she climbs aboard the ship and talks to someone who's looks busy setting up maps and things and she has a little word with him with her even and then she comes back and she says, "You know what? For you lot and your lovely little lady, we'll throw, we'll, we'll reduce the price down to to a mere ten gold." That's well, that's better than I can. Than I can have, thank you yeah. so much. That, I, I appreciate your help. Okay, so you going? You going with them then? Who's gonna? I pay? think. I think it's the same price as the one that's probably going to kill us. So I think we go. <laughs> yeah. I think we go with the ones that seem. Should yeah, we'll just I don't know split how... it again. Okay, then ten doesn't really go into three. Uh, three doesn't I'll, really go into ten. But... I'll take five from Reggie and five from Mariel yeah. then. Since I have zero. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could teleport so, across and meet you there, but. Uh... It's a bit risky with all the magical disturbances going on. So anyway, you climb aboard the ship and they sail off. They ask. You feel like you kind of want to help with the sails and stuff. But between these three ladies, they've got it all under control, and you're going super fast. But at the same time, it's really steady, even though the water seems very choppy. They've got such a good handle on all their sails that they're, the ship's just gliding across the water. You see the islands coming up and obviously as you exactly as you see the islands you also see the giants in their hugeness. There's, there's a fair few of them slowly moving around because they do move very slowly and although they people say they're moving towards the east that's it's very it is a very slow movement to the east. They're just kind of milling around some of them stepping into this ocean between islands some of them stepping out again and they're picking up and munching trees and things and stuff and they don't take any notice of you as you approach the island and dock as you do you feel a sort of buzzing in the air a bit like um, a magical type buzzing like a warm feeling something you might get I don't know maybe when uh, a storm is coming almost mm. but the sky is still fairly clear it's like just it's about early afternoon time so yeah you step out of the boat and they drop the anchor and mm. Beatrice nods at her two friends and she says well guess I'm coming with you then and you've got you've docked up on the um, main island to the edge of the main island and so you've gone sort of past the, where the, most of the giants are. There are still a couple on the edges of the main island, but you've docked on the mo major one, main one. So you all disembark the boat, Beatrice with you. You look at your surroundings and you see that you are in fact on the center island of the giants. You, this is the furthest any of you have ever been from your hometown of Mangalut. And clearly your adventure is very much starting to begin.